The following podcast has been recorded live for your audio pleasure. It is rated M for Mexican. And welcome to another episode of Mexi Mind Matters. I am your host with the most Mexi Pants. You thought we forgot about you? No, the fans, we did not. We are here live from the land of 10,000 lakes, Minneapolis. Minnesota, the Twin City, home of George Floyd, but we're not here for that. Uh, on our way currently to Duluth, Duluth, I don't even know how you pronounce it, Minnesota, up by Lake Superior, right there where Lake Superior, I guess, gets divided between the UP of Michigan, Wisconsin, and Minnesota. Heading to Grandma's Marathon. Yes, the name is accurate. It's called Grandma's Marathon. I forget why. Something to do with old ladies. Sure. Whatever have you. But yes, we're here for the weekend. Doing another marathon. I kind of wanted to do this one live. But, well, live. As part of the actual 500 field that made the cut. But by the time I decided to sign up, because of COVID, they weren't letting any other people do it live. So you had to sign up doing virtually. But then they decided, oh, hey, Maxi, let's interview you for our local paper, magazine. I don't know what this interview is for. But anyways... They asked me some preliminary questions, and they're like, well, are you going to come up and uh, see the beautiful scenery and uh, enjoy the spectacle of Grandma's Marathon Weekend? And I'm like, uh, well, I wasn't planning on necessarily being there. I mean, I was planning on maybe flying to Minnesota because uh, Columbus has a direct flight to Minneapolis and just chilling with my cousin, perhaps, doing it virtually that way. But, I mean, I kind of felt bad saying no. So I'm like, okay, here we are. Heading to Grandma's to uh, do some races on my own accord. I will say this. To tie it back to the last couple episodes we've had, it is cheaper. Like, significantly cheaper to do it virtually and then just go and do it live. Which is ridiculous. It shouldn't be that way. But on top of that, now that everything's getting back open, um, you can do the live races, but then fields are still restricted, whatever have you. So, I mean, to me, as long as you do it there where you're supposed to be, you're good. Like I said. Um, Apparently, there's this guy who... Every year does a 52.4 miler because he runs 
He gets up at 2 a.m. Well, I don't know if he gets up at 2 a.m. or he starts at 2 a.m. Because the race itself is not actually in Duluth. It finishes in Duluth. They bust you to two harbors, which is about 26 miles up the lake. And then you run straight back. So this guy gets up, runs 26.2 miles to the start, and then runs back for everybody else. That's kind of nice. Um, I might actually have to do that because I got other virtuals I want to do. So that'd be nice to have that, you know, have that done. We'll see if we can actually manage it. Um, landed last night in Minneapolis, spending the night at the Hilton. It is refreshing how big, how a big difference, there's a big difference between staying in a nice Hilton Rewards Hotel in the big city of Minneapolis versus, I don't know, last week we were at the uh, Doubletree in Miamisburg for Jordan's reception. So, the cleanliness, the, the, the spacious room, the bathtubs, like everything, even the breakfast, Honor's breakfast this morning was great, even though I didn't need it. Um... Because, like I said, I had to run my 5K because I'm doing the great grandma challenge, the 5K and the and the full. I had to do the 5K, and unforeseen to me, I did not know because I remembered, oh, what am I going to eat for breakfast? And I remembered, well, you know what? In case the honors breakfast sucks, let's see. If there's a Brewer's Bagel nearby because I remembered the airport has a Brewer's Bagel. And so I looked it up, and lo and behold, there was a Brugger's Bagels three, exactly three miles from the hotel. So I'm like, oh, we're going to get up at 6 a.m. We're going to do this 5K now. Boom, bada-bing, bada-boom. You eat your breakfast, you run back. Problem solved. Glorious breakfast, which is normally what I eat on Fridays anyways, so it's great. Yes, we specifically planned to have this podcast live, so that's why it wasn't yesterday, and now it's on Friday, because we wanted to be live in Minnesota. Minnesota. Anywho, but that's not the main thing we're going to focus on today's podcast, because I cannot believe I'm going to have to spend time dedicating this podcast to more nonsense that I've already discussed over and over again. This time, it has to do with the phony goat, as people call him, the real people know what's going on, LeBron motherfucking James. Why? Well, he's eliminated from the playoffs in the in the first round by the Suns, yet every fucking game he has to say something. So, and then recently I got into an argument with my uh, brother, who is a doctor, so I take his medical expertise seriously but he's also a blind LeBron witness calling him the goat oh he's the best player ever I mean nobody is saying he's not gifted nobody is saying he doesn't have talent nobody is saying he doesn't have the physical attributes to be able to play and guard all five positions the one through the five for those who don't know basketball one is point guard two is shooting guard three is small forward four is power forward and five is center so yes he can play and guard all five positions whoop-de-doo I would be two at 6'10 250 
But then here's the other thing. And I side with people because my, my issue is I'm not saying he's not a good player or a great player. My arguments are he's definitely never going to be the GOAT for various reasons that we will repeat today. And he's not the best currently. He's en- He just ended his 18th season going on his 19th season and you think he's the best currently? No. Fuck no. Hell, Steph Curry, who did not have Clay Thompson. I like how we like to argue that, oh, LeBron didn't have AD for the, for the remainder of the season. And then he himself got injured. Uh, Steph Curry didn't have Clay Thompson the whole year. Yet he still managed to take his team to the ball uh, to the play-in and almost to the playoffs. So I don't want to hear it. Karen Durant just dropped 49, 17, and 10. And he lost Kyrie. But that's the argument I want to put to bed today. Once and for all. I literally had to, because I've been doing these notes over time. Because this is not the first time this argument comes up. So I actually had to take my notes, my handwritten notes, and my notes from my notepad on my phone, and put them on a Google Sheet so that anytime I need to prove something, I could just share that with, with whoever's being an idiot and tell them to know their role and shut their mouth. Because here's the thing. My brother likes to use IG and Facebook memes and posts to make his argument. Ooh, this person said this. Yeah, he could have easily made that. And also, that is a lie. Here's why. Boom, boom, boom. The argument itself, we'll get into details. But let's discuss first what LeBron has said recently that's pissing me off. So, as we all know, as of the as of the airing of this podcast, Kawhi Leonard has a knee injury. We don't know how much he's milking it because, again, if LeBron's the boy to cry wolf, Kawhi Leonard's right up there making his way out of San Antonio because he had a bruised thigh or whatever the injury was. Now he banged his knee and, oh, my God, he can't play two games. But yet, oh, Paul George, huh. His main superstar left, and he just basically... um, Basically beat the Utah Jazz in Game 5. Huh. And now Donovan Mitchell, Spider, is going to possibly sit out with soreness in his knee. Um, okay. So LeBron basically said, uh, I knew these injuries would come. This this season has been injury plagued. Uh, we, we, it was a quick turnaround. 72, uh, day, 71 days since the end of the season to the beginning of the season. Blah, 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 blah. I like how you weren't making excuses when you were winning titles at In The Bubble. Because In The Bubble, you also had said injuries. Um, Clay Thompson... Steph Curry was coming back from injury. They decided to sit out. Uh, Kevin Durant, Kyrie decided to not come back for the bubble. Uh, other teams sat out. Other people were injured. Oh, but that was fine because you were winning. You didn't say a word when Drogic and and Bam 
went down injured in the NBA Finals when you were already playing the fifth seed. You didn't mention a lick about injuries, LeBron. Oh, but now when you got bounced in the first round with your I'm playing in one leg with my high ankle sprain, get the fuck out of here. My brother's argument was two-part. Now, I will say, he said, I immediately knew he had a high ankle sprain the way he got injured. I'm like, I saw the same video you saw, and it kind of looked like he barely got touched. Then it looked like he got shot in the leg of how much he was slamming and pacing around the ground. And yet somehow he got up, ran up and down the court, shot a jumper three from the corner, and then walked to the back on his own accord. Now, he didn't hobble to the back. He walked. Then took the necessary six to eight weeks, which my brother says that's the standard recovery time. Okay. But we're talking about LeBron James. We're talking about Iron Man. We're talking about somebody who makes millions of dollars, who has access to the best doctors, the best care, the best facilities. And my brother says, oh, well, that doesn't matter. What do you mean it doesn't matter? Yes, having money matters. Because if I have a high ankle sprain, and apparently, according to my brother, you need you can't have surgery to fix it. So I'm like, well, I didn't even know that. Because to me, a high ankle sprain, uh, therapy, and uh, just, just rest it. I can't afford the surgery. Pretty sure LeBron can. It's probably pocket money. And he has the best cares, the best masseuse, the best people. I mean, yeah, money matters when it comes to recovery time. He can have hyperbaric chambers for all I know. So, yeah, it kind of does matter. Now, after the eight weeks, he came back. Oh, a storm is coming. This is the part that pisses me off about LeBron. The constant having to open your mouth and say stupid shit and then not back it up. See, when Gobi did it, he backed it up. Oh, I want to trade because my help is shit? Yes. Oh, we got Paul Gasol. Great. Excellent. So... But that will enter our second part of the argument that I want to put to bed that I have with my brother. But anyways, so I'm going to divulge to his medical expertise and say maybe LeBron is not 100%. But by that standard, neither is James Harden currently, and he's at least trying to help his team. Now... In the game that Kevin Durant just played, game five, and dropped 49 points, Jeff Green had like 27. Huh. That's the same Jeff Green that played with LeBron in Cleveland and was recruited by LeBron to come to Cleveland. Oh, but he was deemed a scrub by the blind witnesses. Oh, he wasn't doing his job, blah, 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 blah. Which, again, as I've explained, LeBron doesn't really make his teammates better. He hogs the ball. He runs the offense, even though he's not a fucking point guard. Oh, 
he can play point guard. Yeah, no. Right now, he's playing point guard for the Lakers because he wants the stat pad so he can try and beat Kareem in case he doesn't win any more rings. So they can call him the greatest of all time. As I've said before, I don't even put him in my top 10 of all time, let alone top 5 and number 1. Nobody that great is that terrible that the free throw line. Look at all the great players who are considered maybe in anybody's top five. They're all 85% free throw shooters or better. Like, it is sad that I could go on a court and shoot 7 to 10 from the free throw line if need be, if my life depended on it, and this fool. Does the exact same thing. I'm fucking 5'9". This guy's 6'10". He's already closer to the basket. So, yeah. LeBron saying, oh, I knew injuries. Just shut the fuck up. You weren't complaining about injuries last year when you won your Asterix championship. Well, it counts anyways, Maxi. My brother said that. Yeah, it, it, it counts anyways. Nobody was arguing that uh, the Spurs won one when they had a shortened season. Uh, yeah, they were. That's the point that people tend to forget. I like how people forget that these were arguments done by the media and the analyst and myself. Yes, there's an asterisk on that Spurs uh, championship because it was a shortened season. Just like there's an asterisk on Shaq's claim that he was the only one to eliminate Michael Jordan in the playoff series. Yeah, Michael had just come back. He was still rusty from having not played for two years. Not six weeks, eight weeks, two years. So yeah, kudos, Shaq. Then, uh, let's not forget... Everybody was putting an asterisk on the Golden State Warriors when they won the first title and they beat LeBron when Kyrie and Kevin Love got injured. My brother even threw it in my face like, LeBron is the only person to have a starting lineup with these scrubs. And it was the starting lineup where um, after 2015 finals when Kyrie and Love were injured, Mozgov was starting. Delevadova was starving, starting. And I forget who else was on the team. These, these are all scrubs. No. We will go into detail as to why they're not scrubs. But yeah. That is why he had such a good finals. Because he was running the show. He didn't have his two stars. Uh, yeah. If he was that great, he would have won the series. If he was the GOAT. Because... We'll get to Michael's uh, role in being the GOAT in a few seconds. But first, let's remind everybody of our sponsors. As always, uh, if you need help, doesn't matter which state you live in. could be Minnesota, could be Ohio, American National. Give my man Rainbow a call. He will hook you up. Use promo code MEXI. Save on your bundling. Umbrella policy, UM, liability, get car, home, life, Save with American National. American National is a sponsor of the Mixing My Matters podcast. As is the Green Tender. Get your cleanse on. Vegan. 
gluten-free, healthy juicing. Use promo code MEGC, go to greentender.com, and save on your first cleanse. Green Tender, proud sponsor of the Mixing My Matters podcast. As a Super Studios 253, join now. Join Team Super. Have her coach you to be the best version you could be. Use the promo code Mexi and save on your first class. Super Studios 253, proud sponsor of the Mixing My Matters podcast. And Handstone Massage. Mexi's got one coming up in Polaris. There's five locations in Columbus. Hilliard, New Albany, Dublin, Black Lake, Polaris. Use promo code Mexi, save on your first Swedish massage or your membership. Additional perks not included, but you can use it anywhere in the country. Hell, there's one right here in Minneapolis. There was one down in uh, Miamisburg last week when I was at. And it's Massage, proud sponsor of the Mexi My Matters podcast. Now, the main argument that me and my brother had, that I've had time after time after time with all these LeBron blind witnesses. And hell, Shannon Sharp is notorious. He'll be the first one to promote these, these no, this nonsense. So the argument is LeBron has not had has not had more help on his team than Michael or even Kobe. Hell, Kevin Durant has multiple MVPs on the same team. Steph Curry, yada, yada, yada. No. No, 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 no. Lies, lies, lies. And twisting up the facts. Now, first and foremost, you can't have multiple MVPs who are MVPs while you're on their team because you can only have one MVP of the season and one MVP of the finals. So these are former MVPs on your team. Yes, I will agree to that. But what people fail to forget is that back in the day... The, I like how everybody likes to now call the old teams of the past super teams as well. Let us not forget. Because, case in point, Charles Barkley. Oh, I hate super teams. I hate what the Nets are doing. Blah, 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 blah. Um, okay. But you also tried to form a super team with Olajuwon, Scotty P, and yourself in Houston. Problem is, your big egos did not mesh. Now, a lot of people have argued, well, they were just old timers trying to get one extra ring together. No, 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 no. I don't. That is a false narrative because even though they were older, these were still high caliber, talented players and superstars. So, yes, I will count that as a super team. But Barkley didn't ask to be traded. Barkley didn't force himself out of a team. Scotty P then forced himself out of, of Chicago. And the last one was already there. They went there, got traded there. Very simple. The Celtics that Stop, and those and the Pistons that stopped Michael Jordan his first seven years, time after time in the playoffs. Uh, yes, that argument is valid. That was a big four and a big four. Lambeer, John Sally, Isaiah Thomas, 
Dumar, Parrish, McHale, Bird, all these big players and Hall of Famers were stopping Michael, who had just Michael. Now, the argument that these LeBron witnesses like to throw at us is, oh, only LeBron James was able to take to the finals Booby Gibson, Big Z, Mo Williams, a team of scrubs. No, 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 no. This, this is why I have this spreadsheet, and this is why, if anybody wants access to it, I will email you the facts that I looked up, and I will explain my research right now, once again, once and for all. My argument, and the truth, I will take anybody who's ever played on a LeBron team over the scrubs that Kobe had to play with and Michael had to play with. Let me just put it to you this way. Prior to Scottie Pippen coming to the team, can any one of you name me another Chicago Bull player? More than likely not. Do you guys know who Kwame Brown is? Smush Parker. Robert Sakra. No? Yeah. Those are scrub players. Those are players so bad that there's blooper reels of how bad they were. Hell, Kwame Brown recently came on a podcast, bashed everybody for calling him a scrub. Motherfucker, you were the first all you were the first pick in your NBA draft and you could even put catch a ball let alone put it in the basket when you're right under the basket and you're like almost seven feet tall yes you are a scrub Stephen A. Smith has notoriously called him a scrub everybody has called him a scrub all the analysts Smush Parker nobody even knows who the fuck that is anymore Robert Sacra, no idea. Oh yeah, people forget that Kobe had a bunch of scrubs on his team. Michael, same thing. So, here's where I am right. LeBron James has had the most talent around him, supporting cast-wise, out of anybody else who's in the GOAT argument. For my sake... I analyzed Michael Jordan, Kobe Bryant, LeBron James. Now, here's what I mean by help. If the teammate, now mind you, it only matters if they played at any point during the time that these players were on the roster. So, Michael Jordan with the Bulls. The two years he was gone doesn't count. He comes back with the Bulls. He was gone for two more years. And I put it in a separate category. But I'm still going to count his teammates when he was in on the Wizards. Even though other people don't. Like Skip Bayless. Skip Bayless and I see eye to eye on a lot of LeBron arguments. A lot of other arguments. But there's some things that I do not agree with. This is one of them. If he came back and played for the Wizards. Yes. He technically did not take him to the playoffs. Yes, it was his final hurrah, but these teammates count. 
Kobe. His entire career with the Lakers is what we're looking at. LeBron James came into the league 2003, up until he went to Miami with the Cavs. Boom, we're looking at that. His years in Miami, we're looking at that. And then boom, he came back to the Cavs until he went boom to the Lakers. So yeah, LeBron has the most teammates already because he's been with more teams. Michael played with the Bulls and two years with the Wizards. Kobe stayed with the Lakers the entire time. So already, you can say, well, yeah, LeBron has the most switches. Oh, yeah, of course. That's part of the, this part of my philosophy as to why he's not the GOAT. I mean, yeah, he's won t- titles with Miami, Cleveland, and uh, the Lakers. Whoop-de-doo. Robert Horry has seven. So by that standard, Robert Horry's the GOAT. No, that's not how this works. You got to look at all context and you got to look at everything. So, most people don't know this, but yes, Michael Jordan had at least 10 teammates who were decent. And now, here's the here's the criteria. I'm calling decent teammates if the player himself is currently or a former All-NBA team member, what that means is he made All-Rookie team, All-NBA team, first, second, third, doesn't matter. If that person made it at least once in his career, he counts. If he's a current or former All-Star, again, if he has ever been selected to the NBA All-Star game, that counts. Doesn't matter if it's 10 years ago, a year ago, or currently. If he was an all-star, that matters. Because you don't select scrubs to all-stars. You select people who are good players. If this person was a former NBA champion, that counts. Now, here's the slight nuances with this. You can't count everybody Michael took to a championship. For example, most people don't know, and my brother didn't even know because he counts he counts Steve Kerr as one of the good helpers that Michael Jordan have. Steve Kerr never made an All-NBA team. Steve Kerr never made an All-Star team. Steve Kerr won one NBA championship without Michael, and that was 2003 with the San Antonio Spurs. That was, I think, Michael's last year, or he was in his second year of Washington. I don't remember where he was. But basically, Steve Cook won a title, not even on Michael's team, but years after Michael was no longer with the Bulls. That does not count. Now, if these players won championships, same thing, it applies to, across the board. If you won a championship, Away from the team that you were on with either LeBron, Michael, or Kobe, that doesn't count. If Kobe took you, or Michael took you, or LeBron took you 
two titles, and those were the only titles that you won, you don't count as an NBA champion or former NBA champion in this in this Google sheet that I made. Example, Shannon Brown. Oh, he's on both lists. He's on Kobe's list and he's on um, LeBron's list. But that's because he made um, all the NBA team at one point in his career. Not because... Actually, no. I think I think I have him on Kobe's list as at the bottom of like the asterisk category because Shannon Brown was taken by Kobe to two titles, 2009-2010. So he's on that asterisk category of Kobe and not part of his initial numbers. But he is on LeBron's list because he played with LeBron. Uh, former champion because he won in 2009 and 2010. Yeah, I don't think he... Uh, I stand correct. I don't think he made an all and team if I remember correctly. Again, doing this out of memory. But yeah. Um, check the Google sheet if you, if you have any issues. Send me your email. I will forward it to you so you can see the evidence. And mind you, you're like, well, Maxi, you created this Google sheet. Yeah, but this was because I researched every season each one of these fuckers played and I researched their teammates I researched the teammates credentials I researched the points the finals everything got researched online on Google yes everything can be found in Google or at NBA.com hell if you even want to use Wikipedia I'm sure you can click on the links and they'll give you the correct answers so like I said Former MVPs, former sixth player of the years, that counts. Former All-NBA teams, that counts too. Or current All-NBA teams. Former champions, former All-Stars, Hall of Famers, counts too. Now, the thing with the Hall of Famers is the only people who have Hall of Famers right now is Michael Jordan. Because even most of Kobe's teammates, not all of them have been selected to the Hall of Fame yet. And I'm sure LeBron, once he, I'm sure once LeBron's teammates and LeBron retires, and even Kobe's remaining teammates retire, and ten years down the road, we look back at my Google sheet. I can guarantee you, LeBron's gonna be the one that has the most Hall of Famers on his teams. Anyway, so with that being said. Michael has 10. 10 people. Dennis Rodman's there. Scotty P. No, Bill Paxton is not on there. No, Steve Kerr is not on there. Because they never made an NBA team. They never were a champion before playing with Michael. They weren't six men of the year. Hell, they didn't even lead their teams in any category. That's another thing. I didn't count if you led your team in any statistical category, but I should have. But that doesn't matter because most of the time, if you led the team in a statistical category, you were All-NBA at some point in that season anyways. So, but yeah, no, they did not do that. Other teammates that most people don't know, and I like how my brother and other people are like, well, if you say that, you don't know basketball. No, you guys don't watch as much basketball. As much as my brother... 
tells me I don't know basketball. I've watched NBA longer than he has. And I've and I remember most of these games as opposed to him just following LeBron's career. So as I said, there's Scotty P, Dennis Rodman. Bill Paxton's not on there. Steve Kerr's not on there. Oh, well, who are the other seven, you might wonder? None of you schmoes that argue this one could probably name the other seven if I, if I paid you. John Sally's on there. He's also on Kobe's list because he's actually won. Yeah, I think he's won uh, four, four titles. He won two with the Pistons, the bad boy Pistons, then one with the first three-peat with Chicago, and then one with the first three-peat uh, with LA's three-peat, uh, Shaq and Kobe. Yeah. So, former champion. Bill Cartwright. Yes. One of the three-headed monsters at center. He was actually all-NBA team at one point. Charles Oakley. Horace Grant. Even though Horace Grant's all-star appearance is not why he qualifies on this list because that was 94-95, Michael was not on the team. But he was all-NBA at one point in his career. That counts. Now, these other teammates, Steve Kerr, for example, he I have him on a separate list because he is a good shooter, never won a three-point contest or anything like that, or known as a good three-point shooter by any standards. But hes I've added him just for argument's sake, even though he doesn't fit any of the criteria. Now, let us there's a few on the list that are in this second category when he played with the Wizards. Um, Elgin Campbell's on there, Larry Hughes, uh, who made an all-NBA team. And other players that were earlier in their careers, later in Michaels, because he played with the Wizards. Even if you were to count that extra list, his total is 17. Whoopty fucking do. Now, Kobe, uh, his first list, because I also have his second list separated. His, his second list, you know, a little bit with an asterisk, a little bit below. Total talented teammates he's had. Former MVPs, former six men of the year, um, former champions, all NBA team, all stars, whatever have you, Hall of Famers. 31. Now, the usual suspects Shaq, Carl Malone, Gary Payton, Pau Gasol. Andrew Bynum, even though Andrew Bynum only makes this list because he made one all-star because Kobe made him better because the first couple years he was a scrub well, he was starting to look like a scrub because he was basically coming off the bench behind Kwame Brown I don't even understand that but then once Powell got there he flourished and actually listened to Kobe so he's on the list but that, that one, you got to add a little sidebar to it because Kobe made him better. 
Lamar Odom is on the list. Yes. Robert Ory. Rick Fox on the list. One of the names that most people don't know, they always associate with, oh, Kobe had help. Derek Fisher is not on the list. Because Derek Fisher won five rings with Kobe, was never all-star, was never all-NBA team, was never sixth man of the year, was never a former MVP, former champion, none of that. He was with Kobe the entire time Kobe won rings. He hit some big clutch shots. I will give you that. So I put him on the second list, the little asterisk category, just for argument's sake, because everybody who's a blind LeBron witness and LeBron dick sucker is going to throw a fit for not seeing him on the list. Now, Jordan Clarkson, he's technically on the list because he's the current sixth man of the year, even though he became sixth man after Kobe retired. But he did play with Kobe while Kobe was there. Good player. That counts. Now, if he counts for Kobe's list, he also counts for LeBron's because he played with LeBron in Cleveland. Enough said. Now, with this in mind, if you count the extra category that Kobe has, which, again, he's got a few people in this asterisk category. D'Angelo Russell, all-star, became an all-star after Kobe Kobe retired. I'm still counting him on the secondary list. Yeah. So even if you count this additional, I think it's like eight or nine players, that puts Kobe at 40. That's way higher than 17. But I saved your best for last. LeBron motherfucking James. His list has 51 current teammates that were former MVPs, former six men of the year, former current All-Stars, former current All-NBA teams, former champions. Yes, 50 fucking one. Even if you include the extra categories I gave the other two, Michael has 17, Kobe has 40. 50 fucking one and LeBron's not even done because LeBron's about to recruit other people. He's about to recruit Damian Lillard if he goes to the Lakers, yeah, that list is going to get higher. Now, I added two people on the asterisk list for LeBron because one of them is George Hill. George Hill is still currently in the playoffs, so we don't know if he's going to win a title or not or if he's going to, you know, make any lists. Also, asterisk is Joe Harris. Because, again, he played one year with LeBron and Cleveland is currently on the Nets. If the Nets win or he wins any kind of category, he would count later on. But that's LeBron's list. Oh, who's on this list? Oh, this is ridiculous. There's no way this is accurate. Oh, check it yourself. Because in, in, I, like, I figured this was what people would say when they figured out LeBron has 51 names. So... In each in my spreadsheet, I, I put in the biggest statistical research I found, like the year and what they were, so you can go back and reference it if you need to. Jordan Clarkson's on the list. Bosch, Wade, uh, people forget that LeBron technically played with Shaq. 
LeBron played with Ben Wallace. Oh, but there was an older Shaq. I'm sorry, an older seven-foot uh, monster? Yeah, that still counts. Because Shaq said he's going to bring a ring to the king. LeBron had no issues with it. Didn't work. LeBron also played with Dwight Howard. Don't worry, he's also on Kobe's list. Oh, Steve Nash is another one that's on Kobe's list. He's not on LeBron's, though. So he's got Dwight Howard, Rondo. Oh, yeah, you forget about Rondo. Rondo's on the list. How, Dwight Howard, JaVale McGee, former champion with the Warriors. Clarkson's on that list. Bosh, Wade, like I said. Um, Ray Allen, Shane Battier, all-NBA team. Yeah. You want to talk about a big four? Miami had won the title against the Thunder, and the next year got Ray Allen. So, if Ray, as I've always said, if Ray Allen was part of the big three in Boston, and the next six months he's now magically with LeBron, that makes him a big four. On top of that, you had Battier, Mike Miller. Well, wait a minute, Maxi, Mike Miller is a scrub. Really? Well, yeah. How's he on the LeBron's list? Um, well, while LeBron did guide him to his first couple rings, one forgets that Mike Miller was sixth man of the year before, and also when he, when LeBron brought him from Miami to Cleveland, that also counts. That's different. If you're switching teams and you bring them with you, or bring them later after the fact, yeah, then that counts. Like, had Derek Fisher, when he went to Utah, became an all-NBA player, an all-star, or did something productive with Utah, and then came back to the Lakers, then that would have counted Derek Fisher. Hell, I'm counting him right now, even though that didn't happen, and he still has less help than freaking LeBron James. LeBron James has played with less scrubs than the other two. Hell, just out of argument's sake, I can I can start a list and include Durant in that, and you can see by comparison, Durant's going to have less. Uh, Blake Griffin, Aldridge, Westbrook, Ibaka, Harden, Kyrie. The uh, DeAndre Jordan. Uh, that's seven. Oh, Curry, Clay, Draymond, ten. McGee, eleven. Iguodala, twelve. Uh, this one he has less than Kobe. Got to see who else. May- oh, Joe. If you count Joe Harris, thirteen. Uh, trying to see who else you would carry. I think he played with Perkins in Oklahoma. Kendrick Perkins, yes. Oh, he's on LeBron's list too. 14. Uh, hell, I don't even know, but count Cephalosha on there. Just to, just for argument's sake, five, I'm at 15. So, um, probably one or two other players on the Warriors that I can't think of off the top of my head. I, I mean, that still puts him around 20. And that's with three teams. Steph Curry. Um, Draymond Clay. McGee. Even though in his list, McGee wouldn't count because he made McGee win the titles. 
and then he won a one with the Lakers after the fact. But hey, let's just count them. Why not? Those three. Uh, I'm sure Iguodala four. Let's throw in there. Actually, if we count simply, the, let's just count the 15-man roster on the Golden State Warriors. That's still less than LeBron. Because Curry's played with the Warriors his entire life. So, what's your argument there, LeBron lovers? As I said, if you want this evidence and do the actual research yourself and not just see nonsense you post on Facebook and social media, IG and Twitter, and actually do the research, yeah, Michael and Kobe played with more scrubs. You could argue that LeBron's opponents have been harder, but yes, with 51 teammates who are decent teammates, it baffles me that every time when LeBron loses, like, oh, his teammates didn't give him any help. Uh, Kevin Love was an all-star. Kevin Love was blamed for not putting up points when he was with LeBron. When LeBron left for the Lakers that very next season, Kevin was actually increasing his averages until he got injured. The other thing people tend to argue, LeBron leaves, the team gets worse. Well, yeah, because his entourage of cronies, all 51 of them, as you can see, some of them do leave with him. Hell, when he was in Cleveland the second time round, he got Towns out of there, got Love and Kyrie, and then half the te- half the roster was still clutch clients. Oh yes, Tristan Thompson, he counts too. Because he was all NBA, I believe, if, I, if memory serves me right. Yeah, he counts. Um, Mo Williams also counts. Oh, you didn't know? Mo Williams made an all-star team. Yep. With LeBron. That's not even like, oh, before he got there with LeBron. No. He made an all-star team while LeBron was on his team. So you telling me that he's a scrub? Nonsense. Big Z made an all-star team. Actually, made two. But we can only count one in 2005 because in 2003, that was an all-star game. But LeBron came into the league after. So the NBA draft comes after the all-star game. So technically, we couldn't count the second one. But he still made one. So yeah, Big Z counts. Larry Hughes. He's on Michael's list. He also played with LeBron. Antoine Jameson. He's on Kobe's list. He's also on LeBron's. Kendrick Perkins. Ben Wallace. Mike Miller. J.R. Smith. Yes. Former Sixth Man of the Year. Yes. He's an idiot. Hey. LeBron wants him on his team. He's also a uh, uh, two-time NBA champ, I believe. So, yeah. That's why LeBron has 51 people. And when he leaves, the clutch clients leave too. Hell, like I said, the Cavs, when he was there, half the roster was clutch clients. Right now, the current Lakers roster, half of them are clutch clients. I mean... Mark Gasol's on the list, even though he moves at a glacier pace. Uh, you recruited him to come to the Lakers. He's a former NBA champ and a former All-Star, for those who don't forget. forget. Yeah. Well, and you see all these players are older now. Um, yeah. 
It's like riding a bicycle. When you learn to ride the bicycle, and then say you never ever ride a bicycle ever again, do you forget how to ride the bicycle? No. You still ride the bicycle. Uh, if a player is an all-star or former all-star, that means he's he was considered a great player. Now, if he's older, he's still better than the average schmo. A former NBA champ coming to your team adds experience and value to your roster that you can't get from a team that you just took to the finals. This year, if the Suns make the final, having CP3 there adds value because he can calm them down because nobody else has been to the finals. NBA, former NBA champions matter. Nobody who LeBron has ever played with, even Booby Gibson and Mozgov, are not scrubs. Because I have yet to see a highlight reel of 10 minutes of Mozgov not catch a ball to save his life. We also have to remember LeBron played in the East, the weaker East for decades. Now LeBron is in the West. And in his three years in the West, missed the playoffs, won a Asterix championship in the bubble, and got bounced in the first round after having to go into the play-in. Injuries or not, it doesn't matter. My brother liked to argue, he's like, well, you use injuries as an excuse for soccer. I hate when Shannon Sharp does it. I don't like when my brother does it either. You can't compare one sport to the other. Football is a team sport. When Shannon compares LeBron to Tom Brady, no. The argument's not even valid. Apples and oranges. Football's the ultimate team sport. Tom Brady sold the goat, though. Soccer, what Liverpool went through this year, losing their starting three center backs for the majority of the season, would be as if LeBron, AD, and whoever the third backup power forward is, Kuzma, I think, I'm not even sure, did not play 60 of the 72 NBA games. Lakers don't even make the playoffs. Guarantee you. We still finish fourth. Enough said. Well, like I said, I hope you enjoyed the podcast. That is all we have for today's show. It's a little bit lengthier. Podcast special on a Friday. Um... Uh, all the episodes on iTunes and SoundCloud. Hit us up on social media. Facebook, Twitter, Snapchat, YouTube. You know the deal. If you want to see the evidence, send me your email. You know how to get a hold of me. See you next week. And as always, remember, people, where there's a Mexican, there's a way. Till next time.